Good morning and welcome to Glass Half Full, your daily roundup of global good. Kickstart your day with a shot of pure positivity. Today we have hope on the horizon. With white rhinos being saved from extinction, major surges in renewable energy consumption in Germany and giant leaps for human rights in Iran, we're not short on reasons to be hopeful this week. Let's dive in and fill your cup with nothing but the good stuff. The Rhino Resistance Conservation efforts create viable embryos to save northern white rhinos from extinction. With only two northern white rhinos remaining, both females, conservationists have been on the edge of their seats as the international effort to save the species has unfolded. As part of their latest endeavour, 14 egg cells were extracted from Fatu, one of the remaining females, taking us one step closer to averting extinction. From this extraction, two eggs were successfully fertilised with the frozen sperm of the deceased male rhino, Sunni. BioRescue, an NGO for wildlife conservation, has been pursuing the project since the last male white rhino died in 2018. With the latest additions, they now have a total of five fertilised eggs, or five chances to achieve success in the crucial next stage, artificial insemination. This won't be incredibly straightforward though, as neither Fatu nor her mother, the other remaining white rhino, can bring a calf to term. So, BioRescue is resorting to a surrogate from the southern white rhino subspecies, which diverged around one million years ago. Still, there is ample reason to be hopeful. The embryos are being stored in liquid nitrogen at negative 196 degrees Celsius, which buys us time, according to David Hildebrandt, a Berlin-based wildlife reproduction expert. He also emphasised the importance of the calves living alongside Fatu and Najin for at least a year to learn vital information about white rhino society. Hildebrand also adds that they plan to have a calf on the ground in two to three years. If their thick skin is anything to go by, we have faith that this resilient species will be making a comeback in no time. Farewell fossil fuels! Renewable energy usage beats coal, oil and gas in Germany. For the first time in history, Germany's renewable energy usage outperformed its use of fossil fuels. A combination of wind, solar and other renewables overtook coal, oil and gas as the country's primary fuel sources during 2020. Through a combination of the pandemic, lower electricity demand, milder weather, cheaper natural gas and various economic and market factors, these historic numbers appeared on the data sheets of what's usually Western Europe's largest consumer of fossil fuels and the world's fourth largest economy. The Environment Minister, Svenja Schulze, made sure to emphasise that the pandemic is not the sole reason for the reduction in emissions. Climate policy decisions, she argues, had been building the foundation for these changes to happen on their own. This is evident in Nagora's reports of a whopping 25% increase in solar panel installations between 2019 and 2020 alone. This is evident in reports from Agora, a German think tank, 
which suggest a whopping 25% increase in solar panel installations between 2019 and 2020 alone. This surge in clean energy usage led to an impressive 10% dip in greenhouse gas emissions compared to the previous year, indicating what Agora called the end of coal on the horizon. Now that's an extinction we can get behind. The Fruits of Activism Iran passes a bill protecting women from domestic violence. Rejoice! Iran, a country that is not exactly known for its liberal values, has drafted legislation to prevent several forms of violence against women. The bill is called the Protection, Dignity and Security of Women Against Violence and it's the result of resolved women activists and officials. It considers violence to be any behaviour inflicted on women it considers violence to be any behaviour inflicted on women due to sexuality, vulnerable position or type of relationship that inflicts harm to their body, psyche, personality and dignity or restricts or deprives them of legal rights and freedoms. Masume Ebtikar, the Vice President for Women and Family Affairs, has been pushing the bill since Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's administration began. Not only does it condone violence against women, but it also provides the creation of more psychological support in the medical sector for women who have been victims of violence. Moreover, the Department of Education is set to create courses for parents, students and teachers to help better identify vulnerable students. Eptikar praised the hundreds of hours of work by tens of legal experts, judges, executives and officials that has made the bill possible and dedicated it to the worthy and patient Iranian women. Today's Superhero Spotlight Kill him with kindness After his bike was stolen, this pastor organised community bike repairs for those in need. When Robbie Pruitt's mountain bike was stolen, he was understandably angered by the situation. But, after processing and releasing that frustration, the pastor was able to turn it into something far more powerful. Kindness. Firstly, Pruitt did want to replace his trusty bicycle, yet he was met with slim pickings when he went to the store. He realised that perhaps the like He realised that perhaps the lack of supply was related to the pandemic, and then he considered why his bike thief might have committed the crime. Perhaps he truly needed the transportation to get to work. He harnessed that compassion and came up with a plan to fix bikes free of charge for anyone in the community who needed it. Pruitt, an assistant rector at Church of the Holy Spirit in Leesburg, Virginia, posted it to a local Facebook group and watched as his initiative came to life. The day he posted, Pruitt found himself with 30 used bicycles. He had also asked for any unwanted bikes that he could repair and donate to those in need. And the hype didn't die down. In fact, it was followed by over 500 queries by people who either had bikes to donate or needed theirs to be fixed. By the end of the year, 140 bikes had been through Pruitt's hands, about 60% for donation and 40% for repair. Pruitt believes this project has gone beyond simply satisfying a material need though. It has also become an opportunity to give local kids the lowdown on how to fix their own bikes. 
All the neighborhood kids are spending a lot more time doing something that's hands-on, says Pruitt's next-door neighbor, Danny Offoy. Almost everybody in the neighborhood has a bike now, and he's helped put those bikes together. Beyond technical skills, Pruitt, a father of three, is teaching resilience and teamwork, encouraging self-confidence and cultivating community. And the beauty of the initiative isn't lost on him. He feels that forging friendships is the biggest part of the project. You're certainly providing a service, but it's not the bikes, he says. It's the relationships in the community. It's the impact you can make with people. Thank you for tuning in. That's all for today, folks. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. If you would like to receive our daily roundup of global good via newsletter, sign up at glasshalffull.io.